Welcome to the October 2019 episode of Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. My name is Randy Ray. I'm the director of broadcast engineering, and I'm joined today by the 11th president of West Texas A&M, Dr. Walter Windler. Morning, Randy. Good morning. Today's going to be kind of crazy because I want to talk to an architect and I want to talk to a veterinarian, and I want to see how we're going to pull those two together. So, Dr. Windler, I want to start with you. Your your background's in architecture. Tell, tell us a little bit about your educational background. Okay. I, uh, I started uh, school at a community college in New York, came from a family with six children and working parents, you know, working stiffs. That my father would yeah. be saying, I'm a working stiff. That's what he would call himself. So we all went to community college, all six of us. Uh, and then I transferred from there. Uh, I studied uh, construction technology, it was called. Uh, and, and I transferred from there to Texas A&M into the pre-architecture program. Spent two years there. Uh, took a year off, worked uh, for an architect and also for a constructor in, uh, in New York. And then <clears throat> went to graduate school, got married, went to graduate school at Berkeley for my uh, professional degree, my Master of Architecture. Mm. And after that, went to LSU uh, in Baton Rouge, practiced and taught there, and then uh, back to College Station. Took a break after a few years to uh, take a PhD at the University of Texas, then came back to work. Is your PhD in architecture? No, it's in education. Oh, it's education. education, yeah. <clears throat> Had you always planned on teaching, or did you want to go into architecture for No, I, wanted to, I, I always thought I wanted to be an architect. I come from uh, mostly, except for my dad, a family of uh, tradespeople and a mm-hmm. contractor uh, that worked, did some fairly uh, interesting work in New York for an architect named Philip Johnson. He's one of the great 20th century American architects. AT&T building in New York, yeah. Pennzoil yeah. in Houston. I mean, big, big-time architect. Um, and he, he was the one that kind of uh, got me interested in studying yeah. architecture. So, well, and I didn't think about it. Yeah, I, I, I was walking across campus a couple of days ago, and, and I, you know, I, I had forgotten just how beautiful our campus is. Uh, I, it's like an oasis to me in, in the middle of the Texas panhandle. And it's not just the trees and the green grass, but it's also the buildings. I think we really have some cool buildings. As an architect, speak about some some of your favorite buildings on campus. Well, we do have some, uh, I think, some very nice buildings. Um, the, I think uh, the old Ed building, uh, if we get around to uh, refurbishing that building, I think that's going to be a very important building because it's near the center of the campus, yeah. and I think it's very nice. Ag Sciences is a nice building, and I, I may have told you this story before, but when I got here, and, of course, that was all done by previous administration, by um, Pat O'Brien uh, and his group, and... <clears throat> When I got here, I got here in time for the groundbreaking, one month before the groundbreaking. Well, at the groundbreaking, I see these two guys, and I recognize them, Steve mm-hmm. Dorm and, and uh, Wes Good. And uh, they were my students at A&M in 1984. Oh, yeah, cool. uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, I told uh, Chancellor Sharp, I said, after I met him and we had all this kind of brouhaha about remembering <laughs> old times and everything. And the, and the Ag Science building is a very nice building. It's going to win a prize. I don't know what kind, but it will eventually win a prize. And... Uh, uh, we call them awards, not prizes, but same difference. Uh, I told Sharp uh, that these two guys were my students. He, he kind of nodded and said, he said, that's interesting. So he got up to make his comments, and he said, you know, we're starting this construction today, and if the building is screwed up, we know who to blame. <laughs> these architects are Wendler-trained. Yeah. So it was kind of funny, but it was. Uh, it's always interesting as a— and I know Paul knows this, too. It's interesting when you're a faculty member and you see students succeed— 
and they do something and you think, gosh, that's pretty nice. And I, yeah. I looked at that work, you know, I've been watching it and now I walk through it and, it, and it's nice. They did a good job, I think. Few, few things. I told them once when I saw them not long ago that I'd probably ding them a few points on a couple of things, but by and large, <laughs> I'm very good. Yeah. Very good. When you and I took that trip to Nashville a couple of years ago when we were doing the partnership with Belmont, mm-hmm. um, I met some of my old students that were actually working in the studios there. So it was kind of fun. It's always yeah. interesting. And here we are, all of us, in, in uh, professional disciplines, you know, that require uh, registration and some kind of public work. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's as much in some ways external as it is internal to, to the organization where you work. And it's, uh, it always is gratifying to see these uh, neophytes come alive yeah, and yeah. do the things that you talked about seeing them do. And I, it's just very satisfying, very satisfying. Do you have a favorite building on campus? On campus, I, I'm going to tell you, I I probably, after all that, probably like the Ag Sciences building as much as any. Yeah. I think it really yeah. is a nice facility. It really is. And I'm, of course, thankful to Happy State Bank. They were very helpful in that process. And uh, I think these, these ones coming down the street, too, um, Vero and then TVMDL, have a nice uh, feel to them. They look like agriculture buildings they look efficient and all that they have that kind of feel mm-hmm. um, but they're also very modern in terms of technology and all that and I, I think they're they're great buildings and if we get which is still a goal of mine to get the uh, uh, AgriLife Research Building between <clears throat> uh, TVMDL and the Water Tower there's one more building site down there that would fill up then Russell Long Boulevard on that side yeah. on kind of the north side um, I think we'll have a complex that would be hard to rival at any public institution, even any of the 50 land grants in the nation. It yeah. just because it, everything is collected there that's related to the ag industry up here in the Panhandle. So I, I'm, I would I would say I'd say ag sciences, Happy yeah, State, ag sciences building there. and a whole complex over there. Very nice. Don't you feel a college campus that's really dynamic? pretty much always has construction going on it seems like it to me so, yeah it's in it's evidence of things that are moving forward yeah. i think it is i think i have to be careful and not be consumed with it, especially because i'm an architect right. i mean it's yeah. just you know that's not why i'm here i'm really here to provide educational opportunity for students help them meet their life aspirations which is a little different than making buildings but making buildings is part of it and it's a part that i happen to know a little bit about and i enjoy I, it's uh yeah. It's important. By the way, I'm also very excited about the way the all of the ag facilities, even the football stadium, the whole campus now, we have that walking path. You know, yeah, that, that's uh, really cool. That, yeah. um, I don't know what to call it. Other than it's not a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk yeah. on steroids. You know, it's got lighting and it's even places where you can stop and plug your computer in. I mean, you know, every mm-hmm. one of those little pods has a computer power stations, and uh, it's nicely lit at night. They're getting all the sod in over there. It's... Uh, it's, it's like being in a park. I agree. And what I like, one thing I like is how excited you are about spreading the word about WT and things like the new ag building and our new stadium. So you got a big tour coming up. Well, we've Tell start, me about that. Yeah, we've started already. We, you know, we visited um, every high school in the top 26 counties of Texas. And that was as much to, for me to understand the region and the geographic influences the push and pull as anything else but it it and it would turn out to be very positive for me but there's also this positive spin-off of having uh 
people out there recognize that WT is interested in them. And I've continued that tour. We've started now uh, down south. And, uh, for example, um, yesterday I was at, um, I have to think about it for a minute, but I was at, uh, I was at a number of different schools. I went to uh, start of the day in, in uh, Floyd Data, uh, went on to, uh, to um, Lockney, and then ended at Idaloo. High school mm-hmm. yesterday, so we went to those three high schools, all different sizes. Pretty small. Pretty, pretty small. small yeah. um, they're growing, and of course, one of the things as they grow, they lose some of the small town. Uh, I consider it charm. I, you know, there's a certain kind of grittiness in these small towns. These people are tough. Um, ag is a tough industry to be in, whether you're raising animals or crop it's it's uh, it's tough it's a very unforgiving uh, industry and these towns now are becoming uh, suburban in some ways because most many of these are fairly close to Lubbock so they're becoming suburban communities and it changes the nature of the community um, and I'm not sure always for the best you know yeah. I, 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 this is not like uh, like on Walden Pond or anything but there is something about being in the in the ground out there that uh, can be lost when you get urbanized and suburbanized. So, and I went to a Ropes, uh, Ropes High. Well, actually, the probably New Home was the one. It's close to, and it's yeah. more than doubled in the list. It's a school that's more than doubled. They're very proud. They're going from one A to two A next year. Uh, their population has grown so, and this and the student population has doubled in five years. And <clears throat> they are uh, concerned that they're going to lose some of that small town feel. Um, and I, I share that. I, I think there's something very uh, kind of valuable about serving these small communities. Of course, the WT-125 from the Panhandle to the world, that whole uh, program, uh, that view of the future for West Texas a University is, is biased or bent towards small communities. We want to serve small communities first because it makes us, it makes us distinctive. So that's what we're doing down there now, and I'm uh, I'm running ragged. I've been to I think 14 schools. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure they appreciate it. I don't know if they've ever had a university president come to visit before. Well, I don't I, I don't think they have. Most of the ones that I've been to, some of them, Wilson at Wilson um, ISD. I say ISD. It's one building and it's everything. Okay, yeah. pre-K through 12, and they had I think they had seven or eight seniors and. Uh, maybe twice that many juniors. And their lunch program consists of somebody running to a pizza place or a hamburger joint and getting the food and bringing it back to the camp. And they have to go to Lubbock. I mean, there's no place right there to do it. Um, but they, they're small communities, and they're very endearing to me. And, I, you know, I find the students are thoughtful and respectful. They ask yep. good questions. The uh, teachers there and the superintendents, many of them WT, not as many as up here in the panhandle, but... Um, it's, uh, it is very affirming to me that what we're doing here is important to get out there and talk to people. I think, gosh, we're doing the right thing here. Those are the people we want at WT. Yes, sir. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk, we're going to switch gears. We're going to switch gears from an architect and we're going to talk to a veterinarian and we're going to talk about some exciting new things that are, that are going to happen right here on the WT campus. We'll be back in 60 seconds. 
West Texas A&M University is proud to call the Texas Panhandle home, and providing the top 26 counties with opportunity and qualified graduates is an important WT mission. From their first experience on campus to graduation day, the WT experience is a challenging series of steps that will embolden our students to reach their full potential, and then, in turn, go out into the Panhandle and make a difference. Quality education with a big local return is one thing you can find here at WT. For more information about West Texas A&M University, visit our website at wtamu.edu. Welcome back to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. Earlier, I was talking to an architect, and now I'm going to talk to a veterinarian. Earlier, we were talking about all the construction that's going on on campus, and one of those things is our new Vero building. And I have the director of research uh, for the Vero program with me, Dr. Paul Morley. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for being be here. here. Well, thank you. First of all, what does Vero stand for? stands for Veterinary Education Research and Outreach, and it, it's the three arms of the mission of our program that's, uh, that's, that's a real partnership uh, between uh, WT, and um, we're part of the faculty here, but we're also part of the faculty at the Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine. So did, did you come here specifically for that? I did. I, I was... Uh, uh, I was on a, I was in a faculty position. Uh, first faculty position was at Ohio State, and then I spent 20 years at Colorado State, and I thought I would retire there. Um, and um, uh, the folks from the from College of Veterinary Medicine um, came and knocked on my door and started talking to me about this program, and it really was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So yeah. very grateful to be here. It's a great opportunity. Well, I was talking to you this morning, and you said that you've been in uh, Canyon since January, is it? That's correct. And, and you were raised in Nevada. That's correct. Uh, is it similar at all? It is, actually. I was raised in a, a rural town in uh, northeastern Nevada uh, called Elko, and um, much like uh, a lot of places in Texas, there's a uh, heavy emphasis on agriculture, and then there's also uh, industry. And then there, mm-hmm. there it's mining, um, but, you know, and here a lot of petroleum and other, other types of industry. Mm-hmm, yeah. but, but very similar, a town of about 10,000 people. Terrain? That is the terrain similar? That's different. Um, that's high desert plateau with mountains that, that go up quite a ways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We don't have mountains. Have no. you discovered that? <laughs> we, well, you had more rain than we did where I grew up. So how's that? Yeah, well, so, well, that evens it out, I guess. So tell me about the two plus two program. What is that? Well, that's a, that's a new initiative that was announced, formalized. We've been talking about it for 10 years, but it was formalized, uh, through announcements with Dr. Wendler and Dr. Green and, uh, president of Texas A&M, Dr. Young. Uh, Dr. Green is the, is the dean of the College of Veterinary Medicine, and just two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, made the public announcement about the fact that we're, we're going to expand the, the training program for the College of Veterinary Medicine, where we'll actually have veterinary, and veterinary students that start their educational program here, in WT, here on the campus of WT. There'll be College of Veterinary Medicine at Texas A&M students, but, but they'll spend the first two years of that four-year program here, and then they'll they'll return to College Station for the to the mothership, if you will, for mm-hmm. a third year, and then they have opportunity to come back for as much as about half of their fourth year to come come back out here. So is that is that the clinical rotation part? The the fourth year, uh, yes, is a is a clinical experience based. So they're just out training. working pretty much. You know, it's yeah, like under the job training. Yes, uh, under the supervision of veterinarians who are faculty at the College of Veterinary Medicine. It's an important distinction about the model that they're planning here compared to some other programs where um, they would uh, pay veterinarians to 
uh, effectively train, train students in their practice. Um, we'll have what we are terming an embedded program where we will have faculty that are hired here. They're, they are uh, Vero faculty uh, that are specialists in training as well as in uh, veterinary medicine, and they will go with those students into the practices and out into the agriculture facilities and that for the training as opposed to depending on someone else. Paul, let me ask you. I don't usually ask questions, but this program is so important to me, and I'm curious how many how many vets do we have on campus now at West Texas A and M University that basically work for the College of Veterinary Medicine in, in uh, College Station? Dr. Wendler, we have uh, a total of four veterinarians right now, uh, and then we're in the process of interviewing for a fifth position, and we have, um, because of funding uh, generously provided by the legislature, we're, we're talking about another three or four additional mm -hmm. veterinarians, uh, in addition then to the faculty positions that would be uh, part of the agriculture school, but we will, we will partner again uh, so our faculty will be helping with the College of Agriculture teaching, both in undergrad and graduate, uh, and their faculty will be helping us provide the very best training yeah. for our this, students. This, by the way, this is a remarkable university partnership. I've been around university. I started at LSU in 1975. I'm not a kid, and I've never seen quite the partnership that this is between a um, an international research university at Texas A&M and a powerful regional re, uh, research university that serves the needs yeah. of this um, region. And one of them primary needs is the large food animal industry. And we, you know, we produce uh, beef and uh, pork and uh, dairy. I mean, there, there is a huge industry up here. And this is something that uh, Texas A&M University doesn't have. We're in the middle of all yeah. this. We're right smack dab in the middle of it. And that provides almost endless opportunities for us to work with producers, with growers, with, you know, with people that are in the business. But can you say a word about that? I mean, yeah. how that's how that fuels this program? Sure. Uh, it is a it is a huge strength. I mean, this is truly one of the um, uh, pr most prominent epicenters of agriculture, animal agriculture in particular, right here. Um, you know, within an uh, hour and a half uh, drive from Canyon, staying within the borders of Texas, you know, there's uh, uh, two and a half million beef cattle that are being finished, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to about 300,000 dairy cows. It's one of, it's part of one of the five most uh, uh, prominent uh, pork producing areas as well mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. and so that partnership is really critical uh the 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 people who are as part of those programs they're very invested in what we're doing you know the the veterinary colleges uh really throughout the world but in, let's talk about north america in particular they're Many of them, or most of them, are over 100 years old or about 100 years old. Um, uh, uh, Texas A&M is 103 years old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when those colleges were started, uh, they, were, they were placed where there were animal populations, large animal agriculture populations. And as 100 years has passed, most of those schools are not where the agricultural animals are, are concentrated mm -hmm. or located. So it makes mm -hmm. it difficult to train into those programs. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is a problem around the, around the country and around the world. And I think Texas A&M's model for addressing this really is, is the best one that I've seen. And I'm very, I mean, the fact that we're starting within the A&M system, so it's not trying to partner with somebody else or go out and build bricks and mortar in a field somewhere where there's nothing else located. We are already partnering with an established, strong university. So, 
that being located as part of the program out here, it's just so many strengths. Mm-hmm. It really is unique, and I, I, I think it's going to be looked at by it the whole world. It just makes sense. makes common sense to me to put yeah. it here. Yeah. People understand it. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's that time. Are you Uh-oh. ready? Yeah, yeah I'm It's ready. time for the Dr. <laughs> Dr. Morley. We always do a curveball. I always throw uh, Dr. Wendler and our guest a curveball. So here's, here's the curveball for today. If we were to make a movie about the new Vero program, what actor would you guys like to play you? Me? Yeah. <laughs> what what actor do you want Wendler? to get to play Dr. Walter Wendler, Dr. Paul uh, Morley? Oh, my gosh. That is a real curveball. I got you. Yeah, Finally. you did. Yeah. <laughs> you did. I. Uh... Well, you go ahead first, Paul. I'm, you're, you're my guest. I'll be a gentleman <laughs> and let actor? you go oh, first. Well, what There's very few like people it? that could pull off my whole character, right? Yeah, you know, that's, so, right, that's uh, right. Maybe Tom Hanks could do it. Tom you know? Hanks. His that's intelligence, his you know, humor. He, he's playing you know? uh, Mr. Rogers, so yes. he could he could be Dr. Morley, too. Yep. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dr. Wendler, we're waiting. I, yeah, I know you are. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. I liked... Uh, Daniel Day Lewis in a number yep. of movies, in particular in uh, in Lincoln, for some reason, yeah. because I think he captured, to me, how would I know? I don't know. I've, I've read a number of books about Lincoln. I'm a little bit of a student of history, but I think he captured this sort of combination of uh, grit and persistence and uh, adherence to some ideas and principles that he owned. Yeah. Uh, I think. Lewis captured that in in Lincoln, and I'd like to think I have a little bit of some of that, and maybe he could, what didn't exist, he could kind of juice it up and manufacture it uh, for the movie. He's a real method actor, so he would actually become Dr. Walter Wendler for a few months before he even shot the movie. That's a a frightening thought right there, (laughs) but anyway. Yeah, somebody, uh, I I was thinking about this, I think I'd like to get Denzel Washington to be me. I don't know how well that would work, but I think he's one of my favorite actors, so... Huh. I, don't know. I don't know if that works. That sounds like a power team, yeah. you know, those yeah, three actors. Yeah, get all three in one movie and yeah. we'd have it made. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys for being here. I think it was a fun morning and I, I learned a lot. And I'm excited about the Vero program and all the construction going on campus. It's just it's very dynamic, very exciting time at WT. Thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate both of you being here. Um, please join us again next time for the November 2019 episode of Reflections from WT, Heart and Soul of the Texas Band.